one. Metal. Heavy metal. We got ourselves a podcast, do we? It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I want to lift something, though, when I hear that. <laughs> like, spot me, dude. You you work out <laughs> to Disturbed and Godsmack and stuff, right? Uh, my playlist would go Godsmack, Disturbed, Eminem, Dua Lipa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It's it's pretty eclectic. The only thing I the only thing I don't have on my lifting workout is country. Oh, yeah. It's not as uh, not aggressive enough. No, but it's perfect for like CrossFit. Oh yeah. When you don't want your heart rate up, right? I don't. When I do CrossFit, I don't need any help getting my heart rate up. Slow and steady. Oh, it's like I can watch my heart rate go <laughs> up ten, up twenty, and just through the roof. Just thinking about what's going to happen. Although when I do hear achy breaky heart, I get pissed. Yeah. So you know there is that. Yeah. All right, guys, we're here for our first episode of Fit and Furious. So I'm Josh. That's Dewey. And uh, obviously we're professional broadcasters here to change your life with the quality of our production. And that'll be evident. <laughs> exactly. So let's start by talking a little bit about why we're, why we're here, why we even care about nutrition and by the way this is a nutrition and fitness diet uh food working out podcast so what uh let's talk about what got got us started even caring about nutrition you know we're both let's i'm 49 you're what 47 47 so uh for me it, it started uh when i was about 40 my family was entirely skinny my entire life right and we'll just dive right into uh, my journey here and what got me going and even caring about fitness. My family, very skinny, super lean. I ate literally anything I wanted my entire life. When I, I traveled in a band and we'd stop at truck stops and I would eat Deli Express, Chicken and Swiss, Yoohoo, Twizzlers, chips. Uh, that was what I, what I ate, right? And I was still 145 pounds, 29 waist, jeans. Never gained any weight until I was about 38, and I was like, hmm, these 32s are getting a little tight. 32? Yeah. I'm in like sixth yeah. grade. <laughs> right. Well, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little gent. <laughs> I'm about 5'8", so just for reference. And <clears throat> I mean, my dad was 118 when he joined basic training when he was 18. Wow. Yeah, he was very, very skinny. So my whole family was like that. But I started to pack on the LBs, right? So- I started gaining weight. 32s were tight. Had to get 34s. And I'm like, all right, uh, enough of this crap. And I was like, what do I do? I, I So then I bought a treadmill, put it in my basement. I was like, I don't want to change my – I don't want to change my diet. I don't want to have to not eat the things I love. I'm going to outrun this diet. I'm going to outrun this fat. Oh, yeah, that old thing. That old thing. Because that's – and this is about 2011, so this is you okay. know, nine years ago. Um, so 40 ish, bought a treadmill, did it religiously like every night for like an hour and suffered. I hated it. I, ha I hate doing cardio sure. and did not drop a pound. So after about literally six months straight of doing that religiously without changing my diet, I didn't do anything. And then I stumbled upon at the time there was no keto. There was just Atkins mm -hmm. and that was considered super kooky. 
because still is. what you're just gonna eat <laughs> bacon and eggs right. and, and you're gonna not how are you not gonna instantly drop dead of a heart attack because of all the saturated fat and meat that you're eating right that you can't just eat bacon and survive right so I was like well and then I discovered Gary Taubes via Atkins yep and that good calories bad calories book was the first one that was the light bulb over the head. Sure. So I literally stopped. I said, all right, I'm just going to cut the carbs and see what happens. I started dropping a pound a day. And I did it for 20 days, lost 20 pounds. Because I was, I went from pegging the needle one way to, you know, no all carbs to no, and my I was, I'm a carb addict. Sure. So I was eating bread, pasta, sugar. I liked it in all forms. So once I cut that out, my natural metabolism, my body, my natural leanness that was in there was like, all right, finally, you know, we're getting back to normal here and started dropping a pound a day to the point where people at work, that one gentleman came up to me and said, are you sick? That's the best. I mean, it's, that sounds morbid, but it, when someone comes up and says, is, is he sick? That's the best. Yeah. So I, I was like, all right, I'm onto something here. Like this for me, this is the lever. It was processed carbs, and and if I stuck to protein and fat, I, I leaned out. Um, so that's that's what got me even curious about this stuff, and I realized everything that I've been told about nutrition my entire life was bullshit. You know, the food pyramid. Remember the uh, part of a balanced breakfast, you know, you're eating your Cheerios. Frosted flakes. Cheerio, Cheerio, I mean, Cheerios on the box says good for your heart. Heart healthy. Uh, how the hell is low Cheerio? fat, low fat, heart healthy, low fat. And when I was in the eighties when I was in high school and they started to come out with, remember snack wells? Oh, right. The gummy bears. Yeah. And snack wells, <laughs> they were the, they were the good for you snack. Oh that, yeah. The, the, remember the low that? Fat. Oh, yeah. It was low fat. All yep. they did was yep. take yep. the fat out and put sugar. tons of sugar in. Yep. Replace it with sugar. So yes, it was low fat. So I was raised in was a natural sugar. Oh yes. Natural. <laughs> so I was raised to think that fat evil Sugar, fine. Fat okay. makes it fat. I remember my grandfather had a, yeah, because it makes sense. You're like, oh, you're clogging your arteries with all that saturated right. fat. Right. My grandpa had a heart attack in the mid-80s. They made him, one of the things they made him do was switch from butter to margarine. Makes sense. I mean, Go talk from the pure worst. animal fat to something made in the lab. Yeah, exactly. Some type of melted plastic. Right. And that his doctors were telling him that was going to improve his health. And that was what he needed to don't give up this butter that you your body tells you is good. Your body instinctively you know it's good for you. Don't eat that. Eat this melted down petroleum, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. He stuck to it. And you know, he didn't improve his health, obviously. Right. Um so that's the kind of things that, you know, I was exposed to. Um but not to get off on a tangent, because yep. I'll go off and, and I'll <laughs> define the furious part with this right here. But that was by design. Oh. There's no money. Yeah. There's no money in your grandfather being healthy. Right. Yes. There's no money in that. And there's no money in them being dead either. Right. So they got to keep you in that medium and just keep you hanging on yep. long enough to m- milk your family's inheritance. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, anyways. No, that that's 100% true and that... You, what you realize is the nutrition industry, the medicine, pharma, whatever, you know, all health-related industry is not – they're there to make a profit. They're not altruistic. So once you realize that that's their motivation, 
you realize you're in control of your own destiny and you have to look out for yourself and realize what works for you, what makes you healthy and what is actually healthy and take control of yourself. So for me, uh, you know, carbs are my lever, you know, the processed processed anything is my lever. Um, you know, addiction runs in my family big time. And this, for, so for me, I'm kind of an all or nothing guy. So I can't, I can't socially eat carbs. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I, as an alcoholic, can't have a few beers at the Super Bowl because then it's just off the cliff, right? Right. So for me, that's how I am. So Same. Oh, yeah, it's bad. So yep. in order to be disciplined, for me, discipline is cutting it out. I, mm-hmm. I have to go hardcore. People don't understand when I tell them. They look at me like I'm speaking an alien language. <laughs> when I tell them, it's my vice. My weakness is Oreo cookies. Mm-hmm. If there was ever an eating oh, contest with any? Oreos... I win. Do you just, have any just here? Don't even show up. Are yeah, you a single no. or double stuff? Single. Okay. I'm a double single stuff and whole milk. Oh, dude. But here's the deal. It is. This is where people think I'm crazy. It is far easier for me to have zero Oreos right. than one. Oh, yes. It's right? so much easier to abstain yeah. yep. than have one because oh. one is a hundred. One is a gateway. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm. One hundred percent there. So that's why that whole. Sorry, I, I yeah, keep, no, no, just I to keep, just finish my story real quick. So that's kind of what what I realized, and and ever since two thousand eleven, it's, it's sort of been a roller coaster, you know. And for and for me, what I found is, you know, like like you said, that's my vice. I don't drink. I don't. I don't smoke. I don't do have any other vices like that, mm-hmm. and substance substance related. So <clears throat> when I like this year, for example, and this is kind of why I reached out to Dewey. I don't know Dewey. You know, we met because I saw him posting. I just intuitively no, knew. I don't, I don't post on social media. <laughs> I intuitively knew he would be a good partner for this uh, endeavor be- because of his post. I knew, like, this, he'd be a really good person to, to uh, discuss these things with. And so it's been a, you know, I'm, I'm doing this partially for accountability for myself. And we're going to get to that later. Um so it's been kind of a roller coaster. I don't have any vices, uh, but carbs definitely are that. So I'm here for accountability purposes, and hopefully people can learn uh, from our discussions and from us just demonstrating um, what we're going to demonstrate and talk about. And I also feel like our there needs to be more voices out there contradicting and count- countering the giant, you know, food nutrition bs that's been out there for my entire life and your entire life all these messages that we've heard we, somebody needs to counteract that and we're just basically throwing our hat in the ring as another voice uh you know for hopefully what we think is right and what actually will work uh for health and to look the way you want to look be healthy and you know we're and we're going to get into working out and things like that um so that's kind of my story. Now, Dewey, I don't really know your story. I've seen a couple before pictures of you where you're pretty chunky. Pretty so, chunky. So, Jesus. Tell me about how how you were growing up and how you got well, into fitness at all. I grew up similar, not quite miniature, <laughs> but but leaner. Right. Um, and I was 175 on my driver's license at 16. And how tall so, are you? Six one. Okay. So Pretty six lame. one, six two. Right. So I wasn't ever really large, but I played a lot of sports. Right. 
football, basketball, sorry, football, baseball, hockey when I was younger. But um, and then baseball summer, and then we ran nonstop all summer long. Right. But we didn't have the processed stuff. Um, but we ate. We ate like farm kids. So and home cooking. Home cooking, three squares. Roast beef, potatoes. Right. Yeah, lots of pork. Um, we had lots of pork growing up. Um, but I ate like an – I always say I ate like an offensive lineman. <laughs> and I did. And the problem is, is once you get – fast forward to 34 – you're not a you're not a football player. You're not burning those calories anymore. Right. Yeah. And and it matters. Yeah, yeah. Um and plus you you start to lose that muscle mass. Yep. But anyways, to make my story a little little more to the point, um I was mid thirties, I was two hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> blood pressure is through the roof. Two sixty. Um, so you're like ninety ninety over what you were in high school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I I mean, I lifted a lot. So, so you, there was some muscle some on there. Yeah, right. But you, said you were like a strong man body. Right. Oh, right. Not yeah. just a fat ass. You were like kind of this, one of those strong men. They're strong, Google, but they got a gut. Google Eddie Hall. That, that's Eddie how Hall. I felt. Yep. yep, yep. Um, <laughs> but part of the problem was um, I was still mildly active, but my diet was put it in front of me and it'll disappear. Period. So you had problems controlling the quantity. I didn't. No, I, I didn't have problems. Just, I just didn't. I didn't care. <laughs> right. I didn't. And that's a great point because I didn't know I had problems with portion control or stopping until I did, until I tried to stop. Right. And then I'm like, oh, shit. I got a problem. <laughs> well, in but, America, too, we're trained that more is better, right? I mean, right. if you look at like Denny's and Perkins and stuff. Oh, they, the portions Super are size me, are massive. Right? Yeah, it's it's all about yeah. It's such a scam. how big how big can it can be. So, anyways, long story short, not to get too personal, mm -hmm. but all of my my biomarkers, my lab work was disgusting. It was a completely hideous, absolute train wreck. So, my doctor at in my mid thirties pushed it in my second half, the downhill slide of my thirties, the mm -hmm. back nine, I guess you'd say, of my thirties. The doctor said. In so many words, you're not going to see 50. Oh, damn. Yeah. Wow. To hear that when you're in, like I said, the back nine of your 30s right. is like, shit. I got a, you know, at the time, six-year-old at home. And right. I wanted to someday walk her down the aisle. Yeah. So it was time to turn things around. So I did the same thing. I would said, I'm going to figure this stuff out on my own. And I went down the rabbit hole, read the books, Gary Taubes, followed all the people, Atkins. Um, and it was the low-carb lifestyle that – and I didn't know why at the time. Right. I just said, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to cut out carbs. I'm going to cut out processed foods. I'm going to cut out – remember when the simplicity of the, the diet was just don't eat anything that's white. Right. Sugar, flour, whatever. Yep, came out of a box. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and if it stayed to the outside of the grocery store. Right. <laughs> um, but in doing that, I learned that quickly that I had a carb addiction. Right. 100%. How bad was it, tell me, when you, when you said you were going to cut carbs and you went from eating Oreos and stuff to deciding I'm not eating any more of those? How bad were the cravings? Do you think you have a window into like what, what a smoker feels or – Oh, 100%. Well, I right. used to chew, and I always say I, I chewed since I was 18 playing baseball. Mm -hmm. And about eight years ago now, I chucked my tin out the window, and I had never took another dip. Right. 
Was Excuse it hard? Me. Carbs are way harder. <laughs> way harder. They still are. Yeah. You know, we just had the holidays and I ate and cookies and oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm going to give myself Christmas and, and New Year's and I'm going to eat what I want and eat yeah. the stuff I enjoy, that comfort food and yep. celebrate with my family. And then after the New Year's, I'm going to get back at it. Yep. And there were nights where I would be doubled up, uh, just cramping and sick. Just because you, you just, overdid it so Yeah, and, and just because of the crap. Yeah. It's just poison. Yeah. Um, well, and that leads me to believe, too. Oh, right. That's what I'm saying. Horrible I was, digestion. Yeah. I was just sick. Yeah. And people always say, and, and don't get me wrong. And I work with a lot of people who are able to moderate and, and, and everything in moderation is okay if it's for you. If it works. But for me, it's bullshit. Yeah. It does not work. Right. Get your moderate, moderation shit out of my face. It doesn't work <laughs> for me. Right. Because I just said a little bit ago. I can have way easier to have zero Oreos than one. Exactly. So abstain is fine for me. So what I do, and I guess maybe it's a form of moderation, but I abstain and then I give myself certain days throughout the year. Like Christmas is one of them. Cheat days or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Where I have, I don't need, I can't, I'm not just going to have one Oreo, right. but I'm going to eat 10 of them. Yep. And I can because yep. I don't do it the rest of the year. Because you're hardcore the rest of the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, I guess, where it's one difference from being an alcoholic. As an alcoholic, if you said, I'm going to give one, okay, I'm just going to drink for one weekend, you'd probably never stop. Right, right. So that does take some, yep. you know, discipline to pull back out of that. So not like we're equating ourselves to alcoholics or anything, but right. we're just talking about how powerful sure. the cravings are. I remember yeah. when I when I was first, the first time I ever dropped carbs, when I read Gary Taubes' book, I mean, I would I would see... I would smell things that smelled anything like bread and just like, I mean, it was physical. I'd, I'd salivate in the bakery. <laughs> in the bakery section, Hornbachers, I'd have to go the other way. I'd literally start <laughs> drooling. Oh, God. Um, and it's, it's yeah, it's it's addictive. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some arguments out there that it's not a chemical addiction. There's no proof of it. There's no scientific data that backs it. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. If, if you can't control yourself, that's an addiction. Exactly. It might, and people, well, it's just a really strong habit. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I can't stop call, eating it. Call it what you want. Yeah, give it a name. When but, I eat it, I'm unhealthy and I can't control right, it. So right. therefore, I'm not able to do it. Right. And you wish, you would hope that people that have that knowledge about themselves would act on it in the way that we're doing. Right. So, so anyways, fast forward to... Not too long ago, a few years ago, I actually took the step to educate myself and, right. and get some certification in nutrition and and actually help people. Now, um, when you were learning, going through that stuff, now knowing like the kind of the low carb, you know, approach that you had that had worked for you, was the nutrition information that they were teaching you congruent with that? Was it consistent with that? You know, that's funny you say that because everybody says in the nutrition world. In the science world, they're like, carbs are carbs. They're good for you. You can eat them. You can have as many as you want as mm -hmm. long as you don't eat too many calories. Yeah, it's always calories in, calories out is yeah. what they care about, But right? guess what? They say that. But then when you actually peel away the onion, mm -hmm. they go, ah, easy on the carbs. <laughs> and and it's, it's such bullshit. Well, when they have to know what the thing is with this kind of stuff and weight loss and nutrition, it, I mean – it either works or it doesn't, and you see the results. Here, I'm gonna. So I'm if gonna, people aren't losing weight, then your shit isn't working. Right. 
Exactly. It's not working for you. I'm going <laughs> to give everyone. Nutritionist, you know? um, right. And, and part of the nutrition coaching, um, you can't, you, nobody can pull up Facebook right now and not see an ad for nutrition coaching or some type of nutrition company that's offering a plan. Yep. But here's the deal. This is free. This is the free. This is how oh. everyone can sniff out the scam. I'll put my wallet away. Okay. <laughs> here's the scam. When you see those ads on Facebook and they say, eat what you want and still lose weight, yeah. complete bullshit. You're going to sign up. You're going to give them 300 bucks and they're going to say, whoa, 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 put those cookies away. <laughs> and just just know that it's not true. They're just preying on your uh, your desire to want it easily. Do you the, want the They're preying on your desire to go, what? The silver That's bullet. a magic pill. Yeah. I can eat cookies and pizza and pasta and drink a 12 pack of beer every other night and, and lose thing, weight. That's why all these, you know, diet companies, they sell these powders, like weight cut, pow, you know, like right. supplements things. Cause what they want you to do is buy one of those vials or vats of powder every 60 days yeah. and never stop. Right. That That's the whole goal. And then there. when it doesn't work, they say, Oh, but you forgot the branch chain amino acids to go along with that, which <laughs> right. are bullshit too. That's just eat meat and you don't need branch chain amino acids, but that's another show. Exactly. We're, and we'll, we'll, the, you know, our, our, we're going to discuss all this kind of stuff and, you know, get in the weeds, but not too deep in the weeds because there's plenty of guys out there that are doctors, scientists that are, and that's one of the other reasons we started this show was we wanted to kind of dumb it down. Like, Dr. Paul Saladino, great example. I listen to him all the time, super yep. freaking smart. Yep. I consider myself an intelligent individual. And for about 40% of his episodes, I'm like, hmm, what the hell is he saying? Yeah. Like, just lay pause, it on me. Pause, Google. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, that guy is freaking, it is, you know, yeah. Thomas uh, Einstein smart. And Speaking of that, another one is if people are interested in, in looking up some of those people, another one, and I don't know if you're going to put it in the show notes or whatever, sure, but. Yep. Um, Dr. Peter Atia. Oh yeah. Yep. Wicked, wicked smart. Um, he gets into a lot of the fitness side of things too, right. not just the nutrition. And there's some zone two protocol stuff that I'm learning about right now and we'll share it down the road, but yeah, it's, it, it's it going to blow up. It'll blow your mind. Right. And you know, like Celadino in particular, he's so freaking smart. He, I don't think he understands that your average Joe is like going, dude, just tell me what to eat and what not to eat. I think he does, but it gives him street cred. Because yeah. right, look what we're talking about. He's yeah. so smart. Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, that's he does true. know that we're listening. But and you should definitely listen to him. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's awesome. And, yep. you know, and keep an open mind. Yeah, definitely. So we're gonna you know talk about all that kind of stuff. Um, cover all sorts of different. And things. I don't. One thing I have to. Yep. And you and I probably differ a little bit here. Mm-hmm. This sure. is where we our our mindsets probably go a little different direction. Arm wrestle for it. Yep, that's fine. I, I like my chances. <laughs> um, and we're both left-handed. Uh, I am a fan of carbs. When they're used as a PED for athletic performance. I don't disagree with that. It's they're they're, at all. they're a tool. Yep. But fuel your workouts. Mm-hmm. Um once this is another show, we can go down this road, but and now we're just riffing and and going off the top of our head, but once you become completely fat adapted. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know what that means, your body uses fat for energy, not carbs for energy. Prefers fat prefers, for energy. Yep. yep. So when your body, when you're fat adapted, your body prefers energy versus carbs. When you become metabolically fat. flexible, 
your body can use both. Oh, okay. Yep. And then when you can use both, you can grab onto those carbohydrates, that glucose that you have available, and it, it literally is a PED. Right. And yeah, because it's quickly accessible. And that's for yep. instance, if you're working out super hard or you're running like a crazy ass marathon or well, something. Or a- opposite, actually. Oh. It's, it's the glucose is available during the metabolic pathways of aerobic, mm-hmm. fat is available. When it's anaerobic, glucose is available. And one thing we'll have to make clear is when we're talking about this stuff, we would tell people if you're an average Joe who works in a cubicle, then don't use what he just said as an excuse to mow down a bunch of carbs. Amen. Right? <laughs> Amen. The guy that's going to just go nice and easy on the recumbent for 20 minutes, stop eating carbs. Exactly. So, And I would say that's probably disclaimer. 95% of the your average person yep. is not going to perform it athletically at the level that would where they would require carbs to perform better, right? Correct. Because if you're just chasing your kids around and, you know, biking a little bit or whatever, <clears throat> you just don't eat carbs. You know, if, if your goal is to be lean right, and lose right. weight and look better and, be and healthy. feel better. Be healthy. Yep. Just live longer. It's all about longevity. Yep. So that's a disclaimer on that. that it, they have their place. Absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of people are like, the, the, the mantra now is carbs don't make you fat. Calories make you fat. Uh-huh. True. But guess what? What? Carbs don't make you fat, but they make you hungry. Uh-huh. And being hungry makes you fat. Satiety. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah, that's a whole. Um, so that's where um, then we start getting down the road of the hunger hormones of ghrelin and leptin and then. We're going to keep it regular Joe and exactly. (laughs) we'll leave that to the Peter Tia's and the Paul Saladino. Exactly. My goal is when people watch or listen, um, I want them to go, oh, okay, so just eat this and don't eat that. That's really what, uh, how simple we want to keep it. And we will provide reasons why, you know, enough so that it's believable and you have, you know, some of the data, but we're not going to, we're not scientists, we're not doctors. We're just people who have experienced it and we're not dogmatic either no absolutely not we'll follow the evidence i mean i you know i know uh plenty of we're friends with some vegans right and i think you know veganism (laughs) i think veganism is incorrect and definitely not optimal and but there's people that are doing okay and uh, my argument would be they could be doing way better and we're gonna you know probably make fun of some of them yep and that's all that's 20 episodes worth of material right there. Right. Just talking about ve- and, vegans versus meat eaters. And, and to, to piggyback that, I also will mm, go. Pig. <laughs> and you might not agree with this. In, in fact, you definitely won't. But <laughs> I feel the same way about veganism as I do about carnivore. And, and when I say that is any diet where you have to supplement micro and macronutrients to have a higher quality of life isn't natural. Right. And with veganism and carnivore, you have to supplement some things. Far well, less than the carnivore, far less. but you do have to you do have to supplement some stuff. Where I, people I say people are dog, too dogmatic is the point. Exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. But yeah. one thing I, I, I try to really drive home with people on the low carb piece is carbohydrates is a macronutrient. You got protein, fat and carbs. Carb is the only one of those three that's not essential to human life. Right. So, and people are like, bull, bullshit. You need glucose to run your brain. You do. But guess what? Through a process of gluconeogenesis, your body makes its own glucose from protein. Yep. It'll make it. It's mm-hmm. like a, the best analogy I've ever heard 
was a maple tree doesn't drink maple syrup to make maple syrup. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. That's a great point. So yeah, macronutrients of those three, protein, fat, and carbs. One of those three you don't need. So if you're addicted to it and it's going to make you eat a crap ton more food and get fat, why would you even bother? You know, that's kind of my approach. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about. So, and one of the things we're going to do since 2020 was a completely shit year for me, uh, business-wise, you know, personally, a lot of stuff went on. So I sort of went off the rails and got fat again and I gotta pull up my no. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna have a little segment every week called How Fat Is Josh? Oh, it's the voice of an angel right there. <laughs> yeah, that's you, right? That was me. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that explains why I sing backups in my band and not lead. <laughs> explains why I don't even sing in the shower. <laughs> so we're gonna use me as an experiment, and this is also as a as a demo, demo and as some accountability for myself, um, we're going to establish some metrics. We're going to track where I'm at on a bunch of different uh, measurements and weight and things. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do to counteract that. And we're going to track my progress. So we're going to have a show once a week. Um, so search for Fit and Furious. Well, if you're if you're listening right now, you found it obviously, but we're going to be on YouTube and uh, audio podcast. Probably too. because I sent it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dewey, the social media master. <laughs> I'm partly on there. So here's the things we're going to track on me. We're going to track my the normal kind of like old school way of tracking. You know, the BMI, which is like the weight. Disclaimer, because you brought it up earlier. Right. BMI. Bullshit. If your waist is over forty, you don't get to say that the BMI is bullshit. Okay. I agree. <laughs> but, and I'm only I'm even including that measurement just because it's kind of an old school one. It, right. But the problem is, is everybody goes, every, like before we started recording, you brought up Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. He'd be Everybody's, considered obese by that. He'd be considered obese. Yeah. So everybody that's got a big, huge beer belly and they got 45% body fat <laughs> brings up Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> And yep. if I grab the tape and it goes around your, just above your navel right. and it's over 40 and you're a male, you don't get to use the BMI right. bullshit story. And, a, and the taller you are, the more that matters. Right. Because I'm 5'8", so my, you know, I don't get to even be 40 around. Right. You know, because my, right. my number's even smaller. Yep. So we're going to track that. We're going to track my overall weight and disclaimer there. You know, as I start uh, gaining some muscle, which I will because I'm going to be working out again, but that's going to be slow. Fat. Loss is going to be much quicker. So my weight will drop. So Fat that's, and water. Yeah, so that's something to yep. track. My waist circumference, which we just talked about, also arm, neck, and thigh. Um, we're going to do the, use the caliper. You got the caliper handy, right? Yep. So that's going to – you grab some of the, the fat love handle area. We're going to check that out, and that's going to be one, one measure of body fat percentage. And then also you'll just kind of see, you know, I'm going to show you my – in fact, let's do it right now. So if you're if you're listening to the uh, audio version of this, uh, check out Fit and Furious channel on YouTube if you want to see this Are you monstrosity ready? in person. All right, so let me get the mic up here. So you go ahead and, and provide. So let's just take a look here. You provide the so commentary, and this is what we're working with. And people on audio, be happy you're not seeing this because it's kind of. I'll turn to the side a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I can't even button these. These are 32 jeans. I can't even button them right now, and that's sad to me. 
So that's kind of what we're working with. And I'm not. It's holding. not who you are. It's where you're at. <laughs> and I'm not even as embarrassed about this as I should be because, you know, I know I can change it. So All go right. ahead and, okay, caliper first. All right. So yep. show, show, I need, show what you do. Like this is going to be kind of backwards, but you need to be on the right side yeah. or what? All right. Yeah. It's technically it's the right side. Okay. So what we do about an inch above the hip bone. So we go right and relax. Ow. Okay. Pinchy motherfucker. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so he just grabbed some of my love handles there and then stuck a caliper on it. Wasn't as bad as you're saying. <laughs> so what what was the uh the verdict? What did it read? How old are you? 20, 40, 22? 40, 49. Oh. <laughs> okay, I got worse news then. <laughs> you are 32.8% body fat. Eee, that's not good, right? It's not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> what What is Brad Pitt in Fight Club? What's his body fat percentage? Uh, like How close am I to that? Oh, shit. So I'm only 28% away. <laughs> Are you right there? Just keep pounding the rock. All right. So. All right. We'll do your neck. Neck. Seventeen. Seventeen on the neck. Now, did people's necks get fatter or? Fatter. Okay. All right. Unless you plan on doing a shit ton of. I'm not going to do any head, too much head banging. As as, well, as long as you don't plan on doing. Okay, are we doing waist now? Yep. All right. Make sure that's right above your belly button. Yep. Yeah, it's at the very top, tippy top. I gotta let it hang out a little. There, that's Forty-one and a half. That's oh Jesus Christ, really? Yep. Holy One shit. Forty-one. He just said forty-one and a half. He wasn't on the mic there. What did we just say was the cutoff drop dead? Don't be over. Forty. Forty. Oh Jesus. Okay. Arm relaxed by my side. Fifteen. Fifteen bicep. Yeah, we'll just do one. Just like Hulk Hogan. Yep. What's the other one? What's the next one? Leg. Thigh. Leg. All right. Yeah. Okay, relaxed thigh. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. All right. So we got all my measurements. My establishment. Forty-one. Jesus. Forty-one waist. That it's is just a tool. It's just a measurement. It's just data. You're a freaking tool for telling people. me that's forty-one. <laughs> People, why are you so mean? Yeah, I know it's my fault. <laughs> Don't hate the scale. Okay, so, <clears throat> but that, again, it's just a tool, right? The so, scale is a tool. The caliper is a tool. The tape measure is a tool, just to tell you oh where you're God. at right now. That's brutal. People I, need to stop obsessing. Oh, okay, one one more thing. I got. I got to just do the work. I got to uh, track. I got to tell you what my weight was. So we have an establishing weight, 194.6 this morning. 194, I'd love to be 194. Right, but I'm only <laughs> five, seven and three quarters. Oh, yeah. So I'm 6'1". <laughs> exactly. And I'm kind of a small guy. So, okay, so that's my measurements. And I'm going to, I'll put those in a spreadsheet. So next week when we uh, track my progress, we'll see if I made any progress on any of those numbers. If. If. Well. When. When. Yes, exactly. I think. You're a regular, you know, Tony Robbins over there. Keeping me <laughs> positive mindset. <laughs> nah, 
I was calling you on bullshit. <laughs> so that, well, let me talk about a little bit about what my, what my plan is <clears throat> right yeah, now. I don't plan. even know that. That's... My plan has been up till now today, eat yeah. everything in front of me, <laughs> drown my emotions in, in carbs and mass quantities of anything I see. Sugar on fat, on fat, on sugar. Not holding back. Yeah. Today I had chick KFC, like chicken little sandwiches for lunch. Side note. I haven't had fast food in seven years. Holy shit. Of any kind. Well, Subway doesn't count. Is that because of this kind of stuff? Like you're just avoidance or you just don't like it or what? I don't like it anymore. It's shit. Yeah, well, it is. But yeah. then it's part of my addictive personality, my right. OCD, where once I have gone, it's like when I quit chewing. Right. I've gone this far. And you're not, wild horses couldn't drag <laughs> me into McDonald's. Well, funny, that's what it's made out of, too. <laughs> right, right. Good point. You can see the marks where the jockey was whipping it. So, <clears throat> funny. Oh, wait. Funny side story. <laughs> there you go. Side, side note. Uh, oh, what the hell were we just talking about? Oh, McDonald's, the McRib. How freaking ridiculous is the McRib? It's shaped like it has bones in it. Right. But it's all just ground up, and then they put Pressed. it in a press. Yeah. And, I mean, come on. Who are you fooling with that shit? But it's fucking delicious. You know what the funny thing is? It's delicious. I could probably eat 50. <laughs> but I won't. The ribs are fucking... Here's the other reason why these things are so addictive. And I learned this term from Gary Taubes. Hyper palatable. Yep. And that was a light bulb moment when he when I read that. And he said, the reason that you eat so much of these is they're hyper palatable. Meaning you can just keep going. And you'll be full and you won't stop because they're hyper freaking palatable. Yep. So <clears throat> my goal... What's worked for me in the past, like I said, I've been doing some version of, at least been aware of some version of nutrition and low carb kind of lifestyle. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cut carbs completely. For me, like as a binary person who doesn't have the ability to eat stuff in moderation, I pretty much have to cut them out, which means I'm also going to eat meat. So I'm eating, you know, steak, ground beef, pork. Now, are you going to go carnivore or are you going pretty keto? much keto? Yeah, because I don't like vegetables and okay. I don't see the need for them and my what about fiber and microbiome don't need it because in fact i just listened to a paul saladino episode talking about fiber and all it does is you know it doesn't do it doesn't do anything beneficial no Um, but well for me is where me and dr paul are probably going to disagree is when i'm super low carb or keto and high fat especially when i'm high fat yeah i can shit through a screen door (laughs) i need a couple fiber tabs couple times a week. Have you tried, you know, altering the fat level compared to protein, you know, like the um, last A little protein? bit. Actually, to be full disclosure, where I've noticed the most improvement is, because I fast every day. Right. Um, it cut the, cut down on the coffee. Oh, coffee. Yo, coffee's a diuretic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's real bad. So so my plan is it's a three, three pillars, what I call the three pillars of optimal health. For me, anyways, it worked for me. And again, we're not dogmatic. You know, do what works for you, right? If, if somebody's healthy, I'm going to say, great, keep doing what you're doing. I got right? clients who are vegan, right? Vegetarian, and I support the hell out of them. It's, yeah, I mean, if I'm it not going to tell you them not, and they're happy. You know, we're both kind of like libertarian minded, you know, not to get political, but, yep. you know, if, if you're doing something that works for you, I'm never going to be the one saying, don't do that. Right. We may give you shit. And as you see in a minute, we're going to make fun of somebody and we'll. He deserves it, though. But. <laughs> 
and we can take it too. Like absolutely, you know, if you somebody in the comments, you know, the best roast comment in the YouTube comments wants to, you know, slam my my fat gut, or if you want to see like, you know, I look like Keith Urban with Down syndrome or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever you whatever you want to roast me on, go ahead. We we can take it. I mean, we're we're putting ourselves out here. You know, I just show my my gut on YouTube, so. I think we can handle it. Absolutely. Uh, so anyways, my, my three pillars of optimal health, as I call it, are cutting carbs. So I'm basically going to just eat meat because for me, it's a simpler and I don't have a problem. I thrive on that. <clears throat> and the, and the satiety is the, oh, uh, the, amount of, the, the, mind of lep, the amount of leptin that your body will generate to curb your appetite. Leptin is what tells your brain you're not hungry. Right. It's off the charts. Gives you that hunger I'm doing a keto group right now, mm-hmm. and I go around the horn. We do Zoom meetings once a week. Right. And within that group, I go around the horn, and I say, how's everybody feel? And everybody says, meh, I just don't feel like eating. Right. It's because you're not hungry. Exactly. Yeah, and for me, when I eat protein and fat, I get filled up, and I don't have the desire to keep going, whereas when I'm on carbs, right, I'm a freaking hoover. Again, they don't make you fat. They make you hungry. Exactly. So number one, cut carbs. That's going to be mostly carnivore for me. Number two, some version of fasting. Okay. So what typically works for me, and this proves to me at least how much you, how little calories your body actually requires, especially if you're not a high performance athlete. I work in a cubicle every day. Right. So I'm not running marathons. I drive to work. I chase my kids around. That's pretty much it. I so, work out three hours a day. Yeah, you're working out. So I don't hardly eat any carbs. Yeah. I but but I mean, I'm when saying I need them. Fasting-wise. So, oh, fat, yeah, every So day. I don't need yep. a ton of calories. So for me, uh, what I what works for me is OMAD, one meal a day. Yep. So I'm basically going, you know, I eat, I eat supper typically, so I won't eat till the next supper. So that's, you know, 22 hours. Every day. Every day where your body is choosing to burn the fat that it already has on it instead of the carbs you're feeding it. If I was eating Cheerios all day, your body would go, okay, I'm going to use that for energy. And if you have excess body fat, which Dewey just told me I do. I didn't know before. I, I didn't. The tape was did. mean. Tape did. It's just data. So my body will use that as fuel. And that's why you're not hungry. Yep. Because it's it's getting what it needs. So some version of fasting for me is OMAD. I'm 16. I'm 18.6. So I stop eating at 6 o'clock. And we'll Tonight at about 6 o'clock, and then I'll eat at noon tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll do a few episodes in this coming up, I'm sure. The Free of the Obesity Code by Jason Fung. Great book. Explains why fasting is so powerful. Because um, we weren't designed to be on an automatic drip like a rat. Exactly. I mean, you, ancestrally, we used to hunt and find something, kill it, and then eat. And then we didn't eat again until we found another animal to kill. Right. You know, we that's uh, how, yep. how we evolved and our brains grew. Okay, so that's pillar two is some type of fasting. Pillar three is going to do some workouts. And what I do, since I have no zero time, is I work out at home. So, and this is, you know, the no excuse plan. You know, you don't need to necessarily have a gym membership. You know, if that works for you, some people love, like, I know you love to go somewhere and do it. Mm -hmm. For me, I just drop and do as many push-ups to failure every morning. When I was working out, I haven't been doing it about a year, but... I would do push-ups to failure, and then I have some dumbbells, and I would do a dumbbell workout like every other day. I'm push-ups not trying to, to push-ups to failure is great. Yeah, to stay, to maintain. Yeah, stay, but you're not going to get super strong. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm you know. Yep. Not trying to get beefy here. I'm just trying to like 
main, basically, like you said, maintain. Yep. Um, if I wanted to grow muscle, that's a whole other Absolutely. deal, right? That would require more more time. So that's for me the three things I'm going to do: cut carbs, what, intermittent fasting in the form of OMAD one meal a day, and then do body weight workout stuff at home. So those are the my techniques I'm going to do. So we're going to see how that works out. Now you'll notice no cardio. There's going to be, you know, I'm not running. I'm not doing a treadmill. Literally all I'm doing is some push-ups and some dumbbell stuff at home. And it's going to be interesting to see. Why? Because you run and do cardio for fitness. You right. Not for the weight food loss. Not for weight for loss. weight loss. Yeah, exactly. So the amount of fat in your body is consumed by what you put in your mouth. And the amount of, you know, cardiovascular health and the amount of muscle you have in your body is by working out and, and running. And, and that's longevity. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. So anyways, that ends the se- uh, this week's first intro session of How Fat is Josh? The Voice of an Angel. Pretty fat. I like that. All right. I mean, not that it's making fun of you, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> I like it. I do too. It's fun to give myself shit. Um, so another thing we're going to do... <laughs> <laughs> the thing we're going to do too is uh, sometimes just find you know reactive videos and try to stay up on kind of nutrition things. Now, have you ever heard of? I know I know you know vegans because you know with the Game Changers movie, the vegan you know stuff is all over the place. Yep. Vegan versus carnivore, that whole thing. But very well produced. Oh, very Game Changers. Well very pro- entertaining. Yep. And how many of those guys are still thriving athletes and still vegan? Well, yeah. you know what the problem is, is not to rat them out, but they're these vegans, bodybuilders, and these vegan strength guys are like, I don't need protein. I get it from beans. And then they're being followed into the gyms and shit, and people are taking videos of their gym bags with whey protein in it. Right. Yep. Whatever, dude. Yeah, bullshit. I mean, it's all propaganda. Anyways, not to get off track, but have you heard of a subset of vegans called... Fruitarians. No, but it sounds scary. You never heard of fruitarians? No. And, and you're in oh, the, fruitarians. Fruitarians. Yes, yes. Okay. So this is people that just eat fruit. So sugar. Yeah, fructose. Yeah, one of the worst <laughs> forms of sugar out there. I mean, your tooth, your teeth decay, you lose all muscle mass, and you immediately start to basically starve to death. But there's a whole subset. I mean, interestingly, Steve Jobs went fruitarian to try to save his life when he got pancreatic cancer. Try to starve his cancer. Yeah, and I mean, cancer thrives on that sugar. Right. So, if anything, he just hastened his exit. Right. Which is really sad, but you know, he was, I understand he was trying anything at that point. You get that diagnosis, you want to do anything you can. Should have tried carnivore. Exactly. Um, and there's all kinds of, one thing I'm going to, I should mention too before we get completely off of the uh, how fat is Josh. Um, I should talk. I should set a baseline now for about how I feel overall too. Very sluggish right now. Okay, mind, no, mind vog, brain no fog. No energy. No energy. Mostly just like uh, you just want to sink into the couch. Sure. Just low energy. You're not producing. You're producing zero ketones. Yeah. Ton, tons of horrible digestion, like bloated, gassy, all the time, which I never am when I'm, you know, eating uh, just meat. Um, Disclaimer for our show: mm-hmm. when I refer to producing ketones, right. I don't necessarily mean the keto diet. Right. People go into ketosis. I, d- I do CrossFit. I could go into our CrossFit gym right now and pick out a couple of lean athletes mm-hmm. who probably eat, and this is no shit, 
We should have that as a show sometime. <laughs> I could probably pick out a few of the leaner athletes who go really, really, really hard every six, seven days a week right. and go balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. And those guys, or gals even, I guarantee you they're eating 300 grams of carbs a day. Right. They're in ketosis. Just because they're... Because they're burning up the glucose. Burning, yeah, right. So right. it's... When I say producing ketones, I don't necessarily mean that somebody is forcing their body into nutritional ketosis right. via the keto diet. So I just yeah. want to clear no, that. No, no, that makes sense. And uh, like I said, we're we're no doctors, we're no experts, but guess what? We have microphones. And I stayed at Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> <laughs> we have microphones also. We're the fucking experts. All right, so... Come take it from me. It's right here. <laughs> so... Uh, fruitarian, back to fruitarian. So this is a, just a wacky, wacky subset of the vegan. So we're going to look at this guy. This guy. Can you full screen it? Yeah. And still maintain our. Yep. So this guy cases. is uh, called Rob Bliss on YouTube. And he's got a crap ton of videos. And this is him. I mean, this this should, should be more embarrassing than, than my gut video. It's him trying to do push-ups. You should really cut the cockaburs out of his hair. I mean, look at his arms. No rep. Yeah, that doesn't count. I mean, no his, rep. Well, his hair touched the ground. So oh. that counts as a rep. <laughs> yep, his hair touched. I just want to grab him and tell him to stop. I mean, look at it. Look at it. If you had the tape measure on his arms, what do you think that is? Five inches? Maybe. I mean, there's no muscle there. That's five. I tell my wife is five. So, oh, uh, all right, turn it off. Yeah, I mean, dude, have so, a steak. Can you imagine how healthier, how much healthier he would be if he just started eating some animals? This is, um, there's another. I mean, that's so that check out Rob Liss on YouTube. He's an interesting fruitarian and he's all in. He lives in like Vietnam or Indonesia or something. Look at he smoked after 10 yeah, half ass push ups. He did 10, not even girl push ups. I mean, it was... Look at his legs. Female push-ups. Yeah. I know a lot of dudes that got to do those push-ups, so we got to be equal opportunity. <laughs> right. Oh, no, he's, no, doing he's on his knees. Second set. I feel so bad for him. Isn't that just brutal? He's I mean, starving to death. Yeah, look, all oh, you see is bones and skin. There's no muscle there. And all he eats is apples and grapes. And he just eats these... And, you know, where he lives in Southeast Asia... He's got these giant, you know, mangoes and their fruits. That's all he eats every day is just these, and they look beautiful. And I see why he's tricked himself into thinking that it's healthy, because you know, as a people think that hey, you have a nice, colorful plate full of veggies and fruits, and they think that that's they equate oh, that with eat health. The, eat the rainbow, exactly. Yeah. So, which and, I'm disclaimer, I'm for, I'm pro vegetable. Don't get me wrong, but. Protein synthesis matters, and this is evidence. Exactly. This guy's not uh, hes not generating any muscle. He's wasting away. He's starving. I mean, his doctor would tell him, you're not going to make it till next year at this rate. For I mean, sure. If he had a doctor, I mean, he's got... Look at his back. back. Oh, God, yeah. All he see was his freaking bones. Brutal, he's dude. starving to death. Brutal. All right, turn it So, off. yeah, that was a... Uh... <laughs> so, and, you know, we'll we'll... What we like to try to do is to highlight inconsistencies, hypocrisy, misinformation, that kind of stuff that we see. And how can you sit there and have a 
channel that's dedicated to a certain lifestyle and your evidence is you're starving to death, wasting away, looks like you should be an Auschwitz victim yeah, guy. He, did you say what he weighed? He didn't say what he weighed. Oh. But, I mean, he looks like he weighs about 106. Right? Oh, if that. I mean, ugh, brutal. So that guy's out there on YouTube claiming that this is a healthy lifestyle. So we're here to say, no, that is not healthy. And we're going to... And neither is the... There's a new show now. We'll probably... We could probably make this an entire show, but mm -hmm. that... Uh, and now it's my 1,000-pound life. Oh, Jesus. Or no, 1,000 pounds. Like sister. on TLC? Yeah. My, like my 600-pound life was the show before. Yeah, and now it's my 1,000-pound sister. Oh, Jesus. And my wife started watching it last night, and I was I almost started crying. Yeah. I can't watch this. I know. It's I can't. Brutal. Brutal. I, just, I can't even watch it. It's amazing watching those shows, the enabling that goes on, because they can't even leave their bed. No. So someone's how the hell are they? Them. Someone's bringing them that shit every right. day. Yeah. Makes no sense, man. All right. So that's kind of what I think we're getting close to wrapping it up here. We're coming up on an hour, but that's kind of what this show is going to be. So check us out. Once people like us, mm -hmm. then we can do Rogan three hours now. <laughs> Because right. I just got so much shit to say. Nobody probably cares, but <laughs> I do have some stuff. <laughs> I care. Maybe I can rechannel from social media. To... I care. I care <laughs> a lot. So we're going to try to do an episode a week. We're going to cover nutrition, fitness, and do all this kind of stuff that we just talked about for an hour here. So follow us along. Go to fitandfurious.com and download uh, the audio podcast. Check us out on YouTube. And we'd love it if you share if you liked what you heard and uh, just get some more people listening would be awesome. Yep. Also, I'd like to get, we're probably getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I'd like to see some, uh, like a quali every week and it, just a Q&A &A and, and uh, yeah, if in you the comment section, shoot some questions. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's one thing I forgot to mention. Yeah, on YouTube, you can throw us some comments. We'll definitely look at those because we literally have... This will be one video, so uh, believe me, I think we can get through the comments. Uh, we also have an email address, info at fitandfurious.com. So if you want to send any fitness-related questions, insults, um, things like that to us, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, Oh, we'll, they're coming. Yeah, we'll try. I mean, Can't wait. <laughs> believe me. Be I, clever, too. I, I like the funny ones. Yeah, I, I read YouTube comments. I, I know what a dumpster fire it is. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're fine. We're, we're jumping in the fray with both feet, so it's all good. Um the vegans are going to come at us <laughs> full steam. <laughs> you watch. Well, the fruitarians will try, but they're too weak to reach Just the keyboard. They hold them there. Well, they're too weak to re even reach the keyboard, so I don't think they're going to be able to tap out of an insulting message. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, see you next week. All right. On fitandfurious.com. Bye bye now. It's a dramatic fade. It's a dramatic fade. <laughs>